here. You can oh, ask yeah, us questions wine. if you want. Otherwise, yeah. I think we'll just talk about brewing. Our wine and cookies. Yeah, that, that's kind of the idea. Yeah, it's um, really more of a less of interview style. Yeah, but I don't have any questions prepared because that's I, fine. Well, just I, I was expecting you guys to have a, a game plan here. Ask us about the beer we're brewing right now. Ask us about not having any plans. No, ask ask us about the beer we're brewing. We'll yeah. tell you all about that. Okay, yeah, yeah that's what one question. Right on. Yeah, I mean, just uh, what beer beer brewing and kind of our history of brewing beer. Yeah, uh, the history of of the root. Yeah. Okay, that, that'll work. Um, who, who, who's this guy? He was founded this year. You, you just met him. Yeah. yeah, I just met this guy. Phil. Phil. Are you going to talk to you, Phil? I did have a glass. Where did you yeah, Are you going to talk beer. as well? This is our Christmas this is, beer. This is your Christmas well, I feel beer. Like you All right. should, I guess. Mostly yeah. tastes like anus. Mostly tastes like anus. It smells mostly like, like anus. It smells like it. I think it tastes like anus. Do you have any there's allergies? A, question, is there pine in this? No. Okay, then I'm good. The taste is well more balanced than Are you allergic to pine? I'm allergic to pine. It smells piney a little bit. Andrew Crowley almost uh, killed me with a Christmas tree beer. <laughs> yeah, I, I drank it. Did not know it had actual like pine in it, and my throat started to uh, oh, nice. to like kind of thicken up, and it became really hard to breathe. Kind of the same way I feel about too hard. Not at all. Well, that's because you throw up a lot. Well. Are we, are we on right now? We yeah, of course like we're is, on right now. Right? Yeah, right? Yeah. This is high quality stuff. That's how I roll. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, I'm David West, host of Kind of Epic Show. Of course you guys know that, and you listen every week. But I'm here with some uh, some friends of mine. Phone, turn it off. It is off. It's, it's on, off? It's, off? On, it's on silent. I got, some, I got some feedback. All right. Do you? Well, let's hope that doesn't come back. Well, let's yet. hope not. Um, I'll just turn mine off. I yeah, need my mine's off. Timer, so. Oh, well, yeah, okay, I guess that makes sense. I have an excuse. Anyway, um, kind of epic show, I guess, if you're new, because these guys are sharing it, um, we've already set the bar pretty low, so there you go, it's the kind of Cheers. epic. Cheers. Cheers. Um, this is going to be our January edition of Beer Corner. They haven't thought of a name, but the, the idea of this episode will be to, yeah, they want to do their own podcast, and I was like, all right, well... I have experience doing so. So they're going to kind of hang out with us for a little while, and hopefully you guys like them, and hopefully it's not a train wreck, which it could be, knowing our show. But I'm going to cue our, our music, and then we'll get into it. Well, we're we're actually back on, guys. Oh, uh, yeah, welcome it's back. All good. All right, so let, let's uh, go down the line and introduce yourselves. All right, hey, I'm Ben Ulrich. I work at Sun King Brewing and also at Books and Brews Brewing Company, and I've been home brewing since I was in college, so about three years. I am Joel Fiddler, and I also work at Sun King and Books and Brews. I've been brewing for about three or four years as well, and continue to brew with Peaches, and I've uh, been here. Hey, my name is Peaches. Um, most of the time, I've done mostly homebrew. I also like long walks on beaches and things like that. Flowers. Good. It's going to be that kind of show today. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah, so I honestly have no idea what we're going to talk about. Just get that out of the way up front. Yeah. 
Um, again, well, as they've mentioned, they all work at Sun King here, and, and as well as I do, as you guys know that. Um, we do things like spray mats together. Yeah, we spray mats, fill some growlers. Um, I have zero brewing experience, so I can't really ask questions about it if I don't know anything about it. So, All right, we're back. Yeah, they didn't know that because I had edited it. <laughs> so they didn't know that I had paused there, Joel. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, right, here we go. <laughs> Action. All right, all right, all right. So today we are actually going to brew a five-gallon batch of a Chipotle Red Ale. It's called Yoga Pants. Called Yoga Pants. We have this co-worker at Sun King. She always wears yoga pants. She well, has before, they, they before they banned yoga, yoga pants and kilts. And she has red hair, but they haven't banned that yet, so I think she's fine with that yeah, so yeah. far. Yeah. Well, um, knowing the way things are going, maybe not. We'll see down the road if uh, red hair is banned from Sun King. Yeah, right. Anyways, we're, 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 we're only doing five gallons of beer. It's actually a recipe that Peaches himself wrote and uh, developed, so this is kind of his baby right now, but we're, as a group, we kind of collaborate what, on it. Wow, what one are we drinking right now, guys? We are drinking our non-denominational holiday Christmas ale. That's the, that's, that's the full name of the beer. The name it's of the non-denominational beer. holiday Christmas ale. But doesn't Christmas make it? No, it's non-denominational. Don't so ruin the joke. It's we a don't. joke okay. is that okay. it's a non-denominational right. holiday right. Christmas ale. We made right. it with, uh, it's kind of like a darker, like a brown ale with spices. We put uh, star anise, clove, cinnamon, and ginger in it. Star anise comes through far more than anything else, really. A little bit of the cinnamon in the back note, but um, that anise is on the note. Basically just tastes like liquid. Licorice. Licorice, it yeah. really does, yeah. But I have to, I mean, I think it's a pretty good beer. It's nice and balanced on the body. So, David, how yeah. much do you think your listeners know about beer? Do we need to go through the whole beer-making process? I, I would I would say so, yeah. Okay. Um, when, when Chance is on here, like, Chance would be great to actually host your guys' segments because he... He brews over at Tow Yard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I mean, he's on the show every week as well. So he, he knows a bit more about the brewing process than I do. So when we've done our beer corners in the past, he's been able to, to give that little inside bit when we're talking about what beers we're drinking. Like, he goes into, like, the color of it and the color like color rating. I forget what it's called. SRM. Yeah, SRM. Yeah, we could really go into that pretentious shit, too, if you want us to. Yeah, that's It's fun. about uh, 35 IBUs, I think, uh, roughly five point. Five percent alcohol. Well, I was gonna go by volume. I was gonna go full basic and say yeah. that oh, beer is, beer has four main ingredients. So you could look at it like a class. Yeah. Look at it. Look at this as a class for for people who like beer. So so you need to go. You need to check. Okay, we're gonna check the boil. Right, I thought one person was gonna check on that. All right. We'll, we'll just send Phil. Phil. Out here. All right. We have another guy here, Phil. He just went out to check their. Phil Ginn is also part of our brewery. He's he prefers to be, he actually hates being called Phil. Philip. Fun fact, Phillip. call him Philip. we just never do. But okay. you can call him Phil to irritate him. Okay, so I just met him, I feel like I should call him Philip. Call him whatever you want. <laughs> Philip Phillips? Hey you, Philip Phillips, yeah. He, he makes so, you feel like you're so at home. So Peaches, what are the four ingre- main ingredients in beer? <laughs> trying to draw you in here, you haven't said oh, anything. I, I know, but I like, well we got pretty much water, hops, and grain. Oh, and yeast. Well, without by yeast, law, yeast is not an actual main ingredient. That's not actually true because originally in the Rheinheitsgebot, they didn't know about yeast until a few centuries afterwards when yeast was discovered and realized well, should, that that should, was an ingredient should, of should it. Should we have an argument through rock, paper, scissors? We really can't. Like but no, I mean, it's irrefutable. They, they it's, can't. It's, they can't actually. Yeast is actually... 
one of the four ingredients in the Ryan Heights kebab. Uh, right. Ben, can you? That was, can you I, this? I wasn't even trying to get into that. I was just trying to. Yeah, Joel's being an asshole. I douche sometimes. Hey, that's okay. I douche hard, but it's the truth. Man. So, so again, th- if they're listeners of our show, uh, my buddy Gabe, love the guy. I'm a complete ass to him. Well, that's so great. That's good. That's how Joel and I are. Yeah, well, right? no, that's how Ben is to me. I'm. <laughs> anyway, I smile so even at a very simple level, at a five-gallon batch level, what we we still have water, malt, yeast, and hops. Um, what's interesting about the water angle is um, a lot of larger breweries will use something called reverse osmosis to basically edit their water to make it, um, you know, remove all the impurities that you have from. And in addition to removing impurities, they also add certain minerals and uh, contribute to flavor and appropriate mash pH. But we're not wealthy enough to have reverse osmosis, so we just buy a bunch of uh, distilled water. water and then kind of edit for a certain you do most of this but yeah most of the time when we brew beer uh, something for like a pale ale let's say we will use nothing but distilled water which has h2o it's as basic as water can get we then add gypsum epsom calcium chloride and baking soda if need be to adjust the water chemistry uh based on the recipe that we want or style that we're shooting for so depending on what kind of beer we want, for a light beer, we don't want very hard water, so we'll focus on more of uh, sulfides, a uh, ratio of about one to three when it comes to chloride to sulfide is ideal for a nice, crisp, hoppy beer. But the opposite is true if you're looking for something malty. So it varies between beer to beer and style to style, depending on what, what, what kind of water and what additions you're going to put to the water. And so. No, but we don't. We were talking about the Reinheitsk boat. That's the German purity law. You know those Germans; they love their purity. Um, <laughs> we don't really follow that. We were talking about our Christmas beer. We added a lot of spice to this. This one's our. The one we were making today. You'll hear us go outside to make it. Is the uh, Chipotle Red, and Peaches wrote the recipe for it. Um, was there anything special you decided about? Like, were there any malts in particular or hops that you wanted to add? Uh, well, when I was creating the the recipe, I really wanted something that was. That coincided with the color of the beer, um, which I think we mentioned was considered the SRMs. That determines the color. Uh, so I used malts that that basically synergized with that. Um, Kara Red was something in particular we used. Um, going into more depth, we used the uh, the caramel one twenty, which is a heavier heavier style beer or heavier heavier style grain, which pushes out more of that red color in the beer. Uh, we have a bunch of melanoid in this one, too, mess, right? A bunch, a bunch of, melanoid. of melanoid. Again, that is another grain that gives it that gives the beer a its particular unique tint for um, for the actual style. And melanoid is also known for its uh, very intense aroma and flavor that it gives the beer, too. It's going to be a very big, multi-backbone in this beer. Sure. And we're from Indiana. I'm sure a lot of your audience probably might be out. Um, um, quick fact: There for a while, we had a huge Vietnamese audience oh, for whatever cool. reason. Right on. What up, Vietnam? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, morning, uh, Three Floyds uses melanoidin very famously in a lot of their beers. Part of their proprietary malt blend. Can Can I explain why uh, I think I got that? Uh, I entitled. Uh, we did a review of uh, Cloud Atlas, and I named the episode Google Maps. <laughs> And I think it just had a bunch of downloads <laughs> because of the name Google Maps. 
So, yeah. I mean, that's, that's cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, whoever wants to listen to it or not, <laughs> right? it's fine with me, man. Google Maps is big in Vietnam. Apparently. <laughs> oh, sorry. Continue. No, no, no. So, yeah, um, so, we're actually doing a pre... The grain bill for the beer today is not the most complex grain bill we've ever had, but we're actually hopping with four different styles of hops today. And going back to the addition of hops and when to add them. The earlier in the boil you add a hop, let's say for us it's 55 minutes is when we do our first hop addition. It extracts more of the bitterness. Which one's first? Uh, EKG is our first one, so East Kent Golding is first. Uh, we can actually pass the bag around to everybody here, get a little bit of a smell of it, we can talk about it. Um, this is an English style yeah. hop, I believe. Yeah, East Kent is a region of England. Yeah, and it's very earthy. Slightly piney with just a type yep. a little slight <clears throat> bit of citrus to it. The the reason why I, I use East Kent and it's one of my favorite hops right now. It's just a very well round rounded hop. It's got a little bit of everything in it. It's it's not a bittering hop because there's two different types of hops. There's bittering and then there's aroma. Uh, aroma is used near the end, mm. and while bittering is used near the beginning of the boil stage, and East Kent as just to me, it's just an all-around great hop because it has a little bit. It adds a little bit every to everything to the table. It's got, like Joel says, it's got the citrus. It's got the piney woodsy. It's got the floral. Um, anything that you would need. That's that's what you would want to use. In my opinion. Kind of a great all-around hop. The next for hop, aroma. Yes. The, yeah. yeah. The next hop we're putting in is uh, it's called Spalt. There are um, quite a few German hops that we could use another one's called Hallertau. Mm. Um, they're called noble hops and uh, they're from you know they're from mostly from Bavaria and we kind of you know we want to be we're cute so we wanted to pick kind of like a house hop so we use spalt in damn near every beer that we make just because it's got a really nice aroma to it you'll smell it again with like kind of like with the East Kent Golding it has a little bit of that earthy pininess mm. but also there's a distinct spiciness in spalt yeah. that the three of us four of us we really like Mark. Yeah, we say four. Phil's part of this, too. That's very true. He's not really on. speaking, but he's a recluse. He's not been outside in years, so. In the lack of microphones on my, my part here. That's Yeah, well, you know, we didn't. It's all good, man. It's all good, man. Yeah, this is thrown together, listeners. We'll do it yeah, live. That. We'll do it live. Yeah, that's how we do it. Um, that's good. So, yeah. Yeah, and we also got Fuggle and Willamette, which Fuggle has the best name of any, Fuggle. Of any Fuggle, F U G G L E, is the name yeah. of the hop itself, actually. Um, yeah, those are two hops that we've not used very often, actually. I had mm, Peaches used... made a weird recipe. He had everything at point six two ounces, which is kind of different. oddly specific. <laughs> uh, well, the reason for that is we use a we use a um, a digital system. Uh, which I brought to the table called Beersmith, and anyone that has basically brewed beer has heard that name, that so that particular software. And um, when you make a recipe, you have the opportunity to choose what your um, IBUs is, or what you would like your IBUs to be. And when I chose uh, the particular IBUs, which I can't remember what we what the final IBUs. I think were. it's like twenty-four IBUs. Yeah. Roughly. When I when I set it to that, it automatically sets the hops hop amounts to your particular point six two ounces. So that's it kinda, it it kinda takes to. the chemistry aspect of it, it and just does it. It makes anyone that is that is uh not very familiar with the chemistry of of brewing beer and it, it simplifies it. 
So it's a very handy tool. It's not 100% perfect, but it helps so, a lot. So Walter, Jesse, and... Yeah, bitch! <laughs> uh, uh, well, the, the difference between <laughs> Walter is that he doesn't need beer, Smith. He just knows everything. Fair enough. Uh, We're cooking. If, if anything, I'm Jesse and... Or Ben or Joel is, is Walter because I'm 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 cheating in an aspect because I'm using a software. I mean, we all do it. Joel and I have both applied to brewing school in Niagara Niagara College in Canada, oh, hoping wow. to get in to maybe get. Well, it's a two-year program. All right, seems like a two-year. Well, program. yeah, it's a four-quarter program. They call it two years. Okay, Whatever. Gotcha. Um, and it, goofy we, Canadians. Learn brewing. You learn the science yeah. and the real, um, like, because we kind of treat brewing like an art now instead of like a science. Like, oh yeah, the program told us this is how much we need, and we like how these smell. Well, we'll know more of the science after we go to school for it. Yeah, and the sense. best, the best way to really get a feel for the ingredients for the styles that you like is by brewing them and tasting them. You don't really know until you can say, I like this hop because I've used this hop yeah. and tasted this hop. I well, know what this trial and like. error, pretty much. Exactly, yeah. You know, it's personal preference to a degree too. Yeah. Like some people don't like vanilla. I like vanilla. You know, yeah, same so kind of thing. The first beer we made was a vanilla porter. Ooh. Case in point, called yeah. Divine Right. Nice. So uh, going back to the hops. Yeah. Uh, we've got Fugles. Um, Fugles is a. Uh, called it Fugles. Yeah, I, I, I believe it's definitely Fuggle. For, Fuggles, for the Fugles. listeners at home, I believe it's called uh, pronounced Fuggle, as in. He put new loud you. in there. Where okay. the new loud. Anyways. <laughs> Thanks well, what's the spelling? And they can make their F-U-G-G-L-E-S. own. F U G G L E S. Well, uh, to Fuggles. my knowledge, oh, that's Fuggles. Fuggles. That's Fuggles. Oh, fuck yeah. it, whatever. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, th- thanks for guys for making me look like an idiot on, <laughs> on, on, on online. That was all. Anyways, uh, I will admit. Don't worry, we only have two thousand people that listen to me. <laughs> so, anyways, and they've already stopped listening. Yeah, at, by this point, <laughs> they've moved on. Uh, yeah. Did you? Uh, but uh, press the button? Yeah, that's the, it's all right. They've already downloaded the it and hit play. So beauty of. Podcast is like screaming in the woods. No one's gonna hear. Right. Well, uh, you just turned 300 Vietnamese off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, Fuggles, it's this was the only hop that I chose to keep in this particular style. So I went online and I looked at different Irish reds, and this was the one, the reoccurring hop that they continues to uh, that was. Con- uh, used in all the recipes, so I, ch- I decided to keep this one. I looked into it. It's a little bit more on the. It has a little bit of a spicier, woodsier uh, note to it when you smell it. Here, I'll let you. Uh, I thought I already smelled this one. Get there, sure. get an idea. Well, no, smell yeah. it twice. Smell it again. Smell it twice to ca- now that you n- kind of know what to expect. One thing that's unique about this brew compared to a lot of the ones we do is that most of these hops are weaker in alpha and beta acids than the ones that yes. we normally use. And like we kind of go into what alpha and beta acids are. Alpha acids essentially denotes how much uh, lupulin or hop oil is inside of the hop itself. So higher alpha acid, the more bittering you're going to get from Like You're not going to make an IPA with the hops that we have today. Gotcha. It would take a lot, a lot of hops to get to the IBUs necessary to make an IPA with these hops. Gotcha. It's possible, yes. What would be the ideal to use? You know, it varies depending on what style of uh, IPA you're making. For like an American IPA, you could use Galaxy or Warrior or uh, Amarillo is one that I actually Everybody loves really citra. like. Yeah. And yeah, and those are all American hops are typical, typically known for their citrusy, bright floral, aroma and flavor to them. Mm-hmm. Grapefruit, 
passion fruit kind of vary a little bit, but that's typically what they're known for. These are mostly earthier hops Very today, true. too. Um, in, in a terrible segue. What we also do when we brew is we play board games. Peaches, in particular, seems to be a board game enthusiast because he brings all of them to well, the table. Literally, I bring a bag full of different games each night, so... Um, so today we played the Munchkin variant, the good, the bad, and the Munchkin. Um, I'm sure that a lot of your listeners have heard of Munchkins pretty much. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, good, the we, bad, we do Gen too. Con every year. Oh, very okay. So uh, this past year we had the creators of Cards Against Humanity on the show. Oh, shit. So, I mean, we get guests, so. Oh, you guys are you're more important more important than us. Um, no, no. Well, this I, is probably the biggest guest you ever had. Technically, yeah, right, you're now on the same level as them. Think about well, that. You know. You've been on the same show that they've been on. So, we, we played the good, the bad, the munchkin today. Did you win, Peaches? Yeah, yeah. I did, fucker. You know, you know who you're following? Uh, Max Charles. He played uh, young Peter Parker in the Amazing Spider-Man movies. Oh, really? He was our last episode that we put up, yeah. Oh, How old is that kid? Like, ten. You can't cuss him, probably. That's weird. <laughs> yeah, I know. Were their parents there? Like they had to well, it was, a, it was a phone interview. Oh, okay, so. that makes more sense. Yeah. Well. Anyways, I was just trying to talk about, I'd get, talk about board games and what you're into and what we've been playing a lot of. Brewing with us is exhilarating, ladies. That's what we're trying <laughs> to get at. Yeah, no one's ever bored when we're brewing. Oh. Wait for Joel to sit back down. Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, most entertaining episode yet. Uh, guys. I know. Okay. It's all right. It's oh, all right. shush. All right, so we play a lot of board games when we brew. And Peaches is really the whole reason why we play board games. Like, I didn't know anything about board gaming or independent board game culture yeah. or any of that before, you know. So you've never been to Gen Con? I go, no, I worked. I worked the Sun King Ten at Gen Con. Okay, gotcha. But that was I didn't know anything about Gen. Yeah. I just you know I was real dismissive and not cool about it to be honest. Oh really? Yeah. Uh, kind of bends ways though. Well, one thing I, I found about Gen Con, I've only been twice, but the, the first time I went, I was expecting a lot more than just uh, gaming. You know, I thought it was going to have uh, a bit more. It's definitely gaming. You know, there's not there there weren't any comic book like people there. There weren't. It was, I felt, ah, as a nerd, I felt alienated. And I was just like, really? this is really weird. Wrong subculture for you? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was just like, <laughs> dogs. Yeah, yeah, my family has dogs. <laughs> and they're not going to be in the house anymore. My dogs have families. But yeah, so Peaches, Yo. I need some origin story here. How did you get into games? Um, Talk towards the microphone. Well, uh, obviously. Um... It was kind of the same story as, as with your position. Yeah. You were I, I started I had a good friend from elementary school who lived in my neighborhood. Um, and I I got back with him and he was a hardcore board game enthuse. Yeah. And uh, he would play games like Munchkin and he basically played these like small short, uh, kind of short style take that card games to kind of get me into the the whole the whole groove and everything and my first board game that I played was a uh, small world which is a a global style bo uh board game where you take over territories and uh you use your little minions yeah it's it's kind of like risk but a little bit more watered down user friendly for people that are a little bit more intimidated by games like that risk is kind of basic 
Well, yeah, but Risk is really long, though. Yeah, yes. okay. And so it's, small it's world quicker is pace. Exactly. It's okay. more quicker uh, pace. There's a little bit more humor into it, so you play it and you have a little bit of fun as you go along with it. Um, so uh, why do you think gaming and beer go along good with each other? Well, There's games uh, such as uh, Drinking Quest. They've been on the show. It's yeah. like a Dungeons & Dragons meets drinking beer. You know, I think I've heard of... of uh, They've been at Gen Con, Yeah, so. I've heard of that, actually. Uh, the, the nice thing about board games in general is that it's a social event. Yeah. So, whereas if I'm playing a video game, I have a headset on and a remote control and then whatever happens is on the screen. And there is, there is like a... I bet you missed the day of like LAN parties where it's just... 10 TV set up in a room I with a bunch of I kind of do miss the, the games of LAN, the, the days of LAN party, but then I don't because there's so many the technical, smell, right? Well, there's just so many technical difficulties that happen in a LAN party, like you, the the WAN disconnects and then everyone's scattering to rehook re the router up to the computer and everything like that. But that's beside the point. The when you have a board game, everyone's visually present and there's a lot more social interaction, whereas when you're playing Halo um, on a video game, it, uh, there, there's not that one-to-one -one interaction with individuals. Um, so it's a little more friendly, I guess I could say, when you're playing board games. Plus, you can, you can play a board game, drink a beer, and have a good time. Yeah. So it just synergizes well with it. So I think both board games and brewing are very independently driven subcultures that involve like intense knowledge. So a lot of the board games that we play are made by small independent companies. A lot of the beers that we drink are made by small independent companies. Yeah. They think of a similar ethos. And additionally, like you have to be a creative person to create a board game or create a beer. Yeah. Um, so, like, I think that that's why they're similar subcultures. Well, this actually brings up a good topic that we. Tr that I tried to talk about on the podcast, um, art versus entertainment. Mm -hmm. So, you mentioned beer as art earlier. Um, how do you think that goes into like uh, a craft beer over, say, like Budweiser? Well, beer. Oh, I was just. I think the mentality behind the people drinking the beers is kind of you know apples and oranges. If I'm drinking a Bud Light, I'm most likely drinking ten of them to get drunk. Yeah. If I'm drinking a uh, you know a craft beer for this Sierra Nevada Golden IPA, yeah. if I was gonna drink that. I would drink it to enjoy it. I know yeah. I might drink ten of those to get drunk. To be honest, you might, but I don't think I don't think the mentality of the people buying that beer is the same as those buying uh, like American light beer, you know, or a mass produced. Less tasting beer. Well, there's also like negatives to these subcultures too. There are kind of elites in both the beer and board games subcultures that have a little bit of exclusivity as well that I think parallels. Um, now with the uh, the art versus entertainment, I mean, me and uh, David Gilman, the other host of our show, um, we we've gotten into arguments about this where nobody goes out to make a, a bad movie, but. A movie like Transformers is just made to make money when something else is made be for the art. I, don't, I think people do go out to make bad movies, though. Maybe they're ironically bad, but yeah. I'm, I don't think the makers of Sharknado, like, went out well, to make a great... They're not making fucking Citizen Kane here. No, no, but um, I don't think their intention was for it to be what it was when they first started out making the project. You know, um, and with the Sci-Fi Channel comes a level of uh, self-awareness 
that comes with Sharknado. Yeah. Um, they're definitely aware of what they're doing, and they're making it for that reason. Where a movie like Michael Bay, like his Transformers, the latest Transformers, it's just a piece of entertainment, not a piece of art. Yeah. I, I feel like that can go along with beer as well, where someone's pouring their heart and soul into a beer and not just throwing out a crappy product to make money. Well, yeah, but beer is inherently entertainment because it is an intoxicant. Yeah. So it will diminish your mental level. It will make you feel really good. It might make you feel really bad tomorrow. Yeah. But it is overwhelmingly an entertainment product. No matter how, like, we drank. Well, so would any movie be as well. Yeah. Any, I, I think any piece of art is meant to be entertainment. Even if it's a painting or whatnot, but I feel like there's some things that are strictly made to be entertaining, you know? Yeah, it's just, I, I think the intoxicant factor kind of changes things. Yeah. Maybe it's because I've had four or five beers already today. <laughs> but, um, you know, there's a different level to yeah. drinking a smoked barrel-aged beer like Phil's about to open right here. Or just a regular barrel-aged beer. Um, versus, you know... Birdman, which yeah. I thought was a beautiful piece of art, yet was very entertaining. Yeah. So I, I, I agree that there is kind of this dichotomy between art and entertainment, but I think they blend pretty well in beer, yeah. as they do in film. Yeah. Valid point. I like that. Cheers. So, Phil, what are you pouring right now? This is the uh, Thirsty Dog Siberian Night Barrel Age. Can we actually hear Phil? <laughs> no. We okay, can't. we can't hear Phil at all. He's okay with that. <laughs> yeah, I do. It's the Thirsty Dog Siberian Night Imperial Stout, aged in bourbon barrels. Real intense looking. Wolf oh yeah, that's too. Yeah. Kind of badass. Had yeah, good fo- gold foil on it too. It's pretty. Cool. Yeah. Pretty festive. So Joel, we were talking about beer as art versus entertainment, in addition to film being art. Oh, oh yeah, that's a good taste. Pretty nice. Yeah. yeah. And the yeah. argument you were making is that there's inherently both. I think that, that beer aspects. has to be inherently entertainment, just because it gets you drunk. Yeah. Well, you know, but I don't think that's the mentality of everybody who's drinking. Again, it goes back to that Bud Light versus uh, craft beer discussion. Yeah. A person sipping on something like you know this Siberian Night, I'm not going to drink this with the intention to get drunk. It yeah. is a side effect of the beer. So it's something you're sitting there enjoying. You exactly. Know, I am drinking it with the intent to enjoy the flavors, mm-hmm. to discuss the quality of the beer as opposed to push it back or See, shotgun it. Whereas yeah. I don't buy into craft beer exceptionalism. Like, I'm going to drink this to enjoy the flavors, but I'm also going to be real glad that it's going to be 9 or 10% alcohol. That's going to get drunk. you buzzed, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's just a difference of persons, too. Like, I would rather be able to drink all the beer I can without getting drunk off of it. Yeah. Honestly, I would rather just sit down and enjoy it. And I agree, there are some times, especially that, you know, I want to have a few beers just to get a little buzz on yeah, it's yeah, you know, for it's sure, true thing, guess, But it's not every time. Like last night, I had a few beers and I got a buzz on, and that you know, the little bit of the intention of it was to have a little bit of a buzz. But at the same time, I was enjoying the beers I was drinking. I had some good beers and I had some niche so good beers. <laughs> but you know, some shice beer, shice beer. Yeah. Well, not shice beer necessarily, but I, I think what you're saying, Joel, is kind of true. Is that there's different types of mentalities when you when you would drink a beer. And I, I always say that drinking beer is kind of like, or making beer is kind of like cooking. Is Oh, yeah. Cooking a batch of cookies, you know. At the same time, you make the batch in order for the flavor to enjoy. 
but at the same time, you could possibly eat too many, and obviously that'd be bad for you in a sense. So, it, 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 you could look at it at different aspects, whereas you're either wanting to drink for the uh, luxury or the enjoyment of the alcohol and how it makes you feel, or you could be drinking just to enjoy the flavor of the types of beer. I agree with you, and I think the comparison between you know food and beer is actually a very interest, interesting one, or cooking and beer, rather. Uh, some people eat just to get full. Some mm-hmm. people eat to be a glutton about it. Some people eat because they actually enjoy it, you know, and it's, you could say that about a lot of things, pretty much everything in the world, I think. Um, and it is just the mentality of the person going into consuming the product, I guess, regardless of what the product is, be it movies, television, books, beer, food, mm-hmm. whatever, yeah. I guess, you know? But. I do, in general, try to reject elitism as often as possible. I mean, we're, we are a bunch of fucking beer snobs, and we know that. <laughs> There's no but sometimes I try to avoid that culture, too, because I just think it's exclusionary. Like, I don't want to exclude anybody from being part of this, because I think it's fun. Oh, for sure. And I think it's one of those things where it, there are some people who do it just for the pleasure of saying, oh, I only drink this, I only drink that, I'm better than you because I only drink bourbon barrel aged stout. And we see a lot of that, I think, at, at our jobs. Yeah, unfortunately. Because we work at the largest brewery in Indianapolis. Yeah. And then probably the smallest, the smallest brewery <laughs> in Indianapolis So as you well. get a wide variety of people. Yes. Do you think you get more snobs at Books and Brews compared to Sun King? Well, we get, we get the hunters, the people who yeah, are so yeah. snobbish that they got to try fucking everything gotcha. so that, you know, they come to Books and Brews because they haven't had Those it Those nooks and crannies that they've not been to, nobody's heard of. Yeah, the master badge one. winner on Untapped. Yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah. Well, and it's funny, too, because Joel and Peaches and I, and uh, the doll, we all know how to talk about SRM and, like, all these very specific things about beer, but it's almost taboo because of this, and I am, I'm part of this anti-elitist like strain of people like we're not going to go out in public and talk about what the SRM of this beer is because you're just going to sound like a complete piece of shit (laughs) like I don't want to hang out with that person like and it's kind of it's kind of similar to the foodie culture like when you someone tells you they're a foodie you just want to punch them in the face like and so there's kind of a beer culture that is a parallel to that that I'm part of and yet hate at the same time (laughs) and again it goes back to everything else I mean like you can say that for pretty much every sort of culture of Entertainment or craft, and that ties it all know? back together. It does. So there it is does. this board game subculture <laughs> that I think is really similar to the brewer, home, the home brewer subculture, or the craft beer subculture. Yeah. It's expensive. It's you know mostly upper middle class, middle class, and it's like you know an American thing. So I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna go into a more of a sociological aspect of it, <laughs> I, I, and I can see that, in, <laughs> to, but on a more of a uh, micro aspect you mentioned that you know when when we it, it all depends on who you're speaking to and when we're when you're talking to an ind- another individual you gauge on kind of their knowledge of kind of what you're talking about like if you're talking to me yeah we'll, we'll put in like SRMs because we both know what we're talking about but if you're talking to someone out on the street or just a regular customer that's in that's coming to books and brews or Sun King you're going to dub it down you're going to dub it, dub it down to as if they're a six year old yep. and you're just going to be like this is a dark beer this is a light beer <laughs> choose you know so these are the ingredients yeah. that go into this <laughs> and beer yeah. you know because you don't want to seem too snobbish and you don't want to also uh, bombard them with uh, too much information. Information so, they don't even care about most yeah. of the time. And I mean, this is this is all this is all like common knowledge of when we interact with individuals and everything like that. So yeah, it makes sense that you wouldn't 
yeah. being a part of this culture, while you know you understand the, the individuals that are in that culture and kind of what they know, how they react, you also dub down what you would actually say to an individual that is not part of that culture. Yeah. So. Um, you know, a lot of people find it weird uh, that I went to, well, since I went to film school, I'm not more of a film snob. I'm all for going to see seeing the new Transformers. And well, be, you're just wrong about that. Well, out of the pure entertainment fashion, you know, I never see myself making an Oscar-winning film. I would be completely fine with winning the the astronaut from MTV Movie Awards <laughs> or People's Choice Awards over an Oscar. What about a golden raspberry? You know, <laughs> at least people saw it. <laughs> but now, here's my question for you. Since you actually did go to film school, yeah. do you go to intentionally bad movies to kind of educate yourself on what makes the film not so good. I mean, like, just the same way you'd go to see, like, an Oscar winner to say, that's like this saying, is why. It's like saying, do you drink Coors Light? Well, you know, because yeah, well, to a degree, I, you know, you can. Well, uh, well, do you believe all the films that are nominated for the Oscars are as great as people say? No, not necessarily. Hell no. Exactly. a level of politics and bureaucracy that goes into making those films and... And promoting them and stuff like that too to become Oscar yeah. not my knees. Yeah. yeah, and you want parallelism. I mean, we look at like the Great American Beer Festival, and there is a huge level of politics and bureaucracy that goes yeah. into what beers win at the Great American. I mean, every I mean every rating system has yeah. politics and bureaucracy. Know the right people, shake the right hands, yeah. say the right names, suck the right dicks. Exactly. Yep. Right. Well. For lack of a rub my back, I'll give you an award, I guess. Right. Which is unfortunate because it does kind of bastardize the whole system of it because it takes some of the subjectivity out of it. One thing that sucks a little bit for us is craft beer has grown so quickly while we're too young to catch the wave in a certain way. Mm -hmm. Like, it's almost going to hit its peak here soon, I think. And we talk a lot about opening a brewery. In fact, that's kind of the dream. And I feel like we just might not be able to actually do that because we're 10 years too late. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, Sun King, the first production brewery in Indy since 1946, opened in 2009. And it's just, you know, we, we won't be able to do what we want to do till 2020. Yeah. You know? And it just it sucks. And so while there is some merit in that, I think as well, the bubble will burst eventually. And some of the weaker ones, for lack of a better term, will kind of be weeded out. And it's always possible there'll be another like you know, renaissance of beer, craft beer brewing and stuff like that as well. well. And one thing we've talked about, which is kind of scary and interesting in a lot of different things, is getting out of Indianapolis in order to open a brewery because, I mean, Indianapolis has so many of them now. Yeah, look at how uh, Taxman's been doing. Yeah. Uh, they're doing really well. Scarlet Lane. Yeah. Um, but maybe Indy, you know, is getting kind of saturated. And what we've looked at is the Southeast. Yeah, um, for sure. I mean, yeah, it's a Bible Belt, and they have a lot more difficult uh, alcohol laws. But It um, can't be worse than ours. Well, you know, yeah. Actually, they can. <laughs> I mean, Alabama had anti-growler laws. Oh, really? Yeah, Florida, you couldn't fill something that was 64 ounces. You could do 32s or bigger than 64. You know, in Florida, though, I lived in Florida for a couple years. Uh, you can go into any bar at the age of 18. You just can't drink. Really? Yeah, yeah a lot of Kentucky, Ohio, Kentucky yeah. and Ohio are like that, too. That's kind of strange, kind of intuitive. You can bring a baby into a bar in Kentucky. That's actually yeah. really weird. Well, you know, it's Kentucky. I don't know what to expect <laughs> from them. Um, Children can go in a bar. We were, we were down in Louisville last week. Mom, you can talk louder. 
Sure, there were there was like a little kid that was school age. Yeah, with my mom. Yeah, you know I haven't even been able to get my own parents on the show. Yeah. So congrats. Ah. Yeah, David has a show called Kind of Epic Show. Okay. And uh, we're doing his. They do like once a month. They do kind of like a drinking podcast. So we're we're actually recording it right now. Thirty-five. This is this is live. If you want to, you can press the button though. Well, it's not live. Or I can't. Well, but it's quasi live. Like he's probably not going to edit this part out. No. So. Yeah. Like, I actually don't edit a lot out. So. That that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, my mom doesn't know that I swear. So could you? Just don't leave? share it. With Joel's from words. Amish country. Uh, actually, I don't know if you like said anything. I can't recall. Oh, it's been fuck. mostly me. Oh, okay. There you go. Sorry, Mrs. Ulrich. You know, I had a real, I had a real hard time. We had, uh, we had Brian Henson on the show. Uh, Jim Henson's son. Oh, oh. yeah. Uh, we had we had Brian on the show, and we were uh, me and Gabe were doing the, the intros for it because Gabe, Gabe tends to do more of the interviews, and I'll take the the producing side of things and just make sure the audio is great on the interviews. So we were doing the intro for it though, and I was having the hardest time not cursing because <laughs> <laughs> like, there's certain guests like uh, that we want to keep, you know, PG. Like Max Charles, he's a 13-year-old, 10-year-old kid. You know, I don't want to go. You're not gonna say fuck it for a 10-year-old kid. Come I on. I would. Well, Joel would. But yeah, but David. I'm a different breed well, of human. you know, I, I have a tendency to do it out in public and not like and just not care Think twice about it. Yeah, and but I figured, okay, he's gonna be listening to this. Might as well keep uh, keep it clean. But it's really hard sometimes. Not gonna hold it. But yeah, back to I. Yeah. I feel like. In order to achieve that ownership dream, if that's ever going to be, and Phil, you might actually have some ideas on. Yeah, that. I disagree with you on some regards. But I, I think I might have to get out of Indianapolis in order to do that. Definitely. I mean, plus you know who wants to live in Indianapolis? Come around over here um, and you yeah, can talk was, about it. I My, say uh, to the comic book store I went to that I w- was a regular at and uh, semi-employed at when I was in Florida. <laughs> I, I I worked for comics. I wasn't making money, but I made comic books. Okay, yeah. So, so they've just paid no, no, me dude, in my... That's a normal thing at breweries, <laughs> too. You work for beer. Yeah, um, yeah. After I left, they opened up next door. As part of the comic, comic book store, they're connected in the inside, but they have two separate entrances. A geek easy. Oh, really? It's, it's a, it's a, they opened up a bar that's also connected to their comic book store. That's really cool. going to be a lot of social awkwardness <laughs> right? in that place. Right? Yeah. Uh, in the Geek Easy, they actually have like a console set up for gaming and everything. Awesome. So there'll be an NES sitting there with Mar- Super Mario in it. And you can just play it and drink and enjoy comics. We actually have that at Books and Brews. Nice. Yeah. We have a uh, Nintendo... It's kind of funny though. The owner's a bit of a jock. Like he played baseball in college, so we have like, like every baseball? baseball. Baseball. We have RBI. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, he played for Michigan. Oh, wow. Um, but we have like RBI baseball and NBA Jam and like shitload of sports nice. games. Well, um, we also have Rambo and all this other awesome shit. We have bad dudes. Have you ever heard of yeah, bad dudes? Yeah, I, I loved bad dudes. Yeah, I mean it's ridiculous. It's it's somebody's trying to. Someone's kidnapped the president, and can you and the other bad dude go save the president? Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, so so that's that's kind of cool. I like the retro yeah. gaming stuff. Well, I think it could be a good idea. It's a it's a market that isn't here in Indy. You know, there isn't something like that here. Uh, I always kind of wanted to open up a place. Uh, well, uh, Tappers. Yeah. Have you heard about Tappers? No. They finally okay. So they did this. They wanted to fund. They 
they, this guy owns a bunch of arcade machines. They're not much older than us, really. Uh, okay, yeah, I have heard of them. Because, the arcade uh, bar. They Ch- got- Chance was telling me that they took over... Uh, tow yard a couple like about a month mm-hmm. or so. I ago. was at. Uh, I went to that. Oh, actually. nice. They've yeah. been a bunch. Yeah. yeah. I was That's with kind of the awesome. uh, University of Florida African Studies graduate students. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like fun. Yeah, that was cool. Um. <laughs> anyways, and then they also took over Indiana City Brewery for a Halloween party. Oh, nice. But they got their thing funded, so Tappers will probably oh, it, exist. Oh, that's awesome. So that's an arcade bar. Yeah. Close. Yeah. Um. I think that they they said they were going to leave the like. Arcade machines open so you can just play. Yeah, that's but that's they amazing. had NFL Blitz and they had NBA Jam. And those are the ones that I played. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, uh, I know. There's also uh, there's a, in Fountain Square. There's a uh, a place where you can just go and play board games. Really, like you pay by like the hour and they have thousands of board games. Really, and you pay by the hour and you can just go pick out a game, sit down and play it. Okay. And you know, that's why we're friends with Peaches, though. Yeah, that? thousands. Of Down in Fountain Square. Place. I forget oh, the name of it. Yeah, the, they just opened. They've been open for about a year. Yeah. But you can, basically, they basically have an area, a large area, where you mm-hmm. can bring your own games and play. Mm-hmm. Um, or they have a library. Yeah. Which is a, 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 a nice concept that Gen Con does, too, as well. Yeah. So I thought it was nice. Do, uh, they, do they have booths? No. I don't think they allow. I don't know if they allow food and drinks in there because they sell it. They sell it, and well, they don't sell booze, do they? That's BYOB. No. Yeah. And then they would need a liquor. Yeah, exactly. BYOB is not legal in Indiana. Yeah, well, they don't have to know that. But I, I think something like that would be uh, awesome as well. Yeah. So. Well, Books and Brews has board games. Yeah, do that. Not trying gotcha. to be a no. That's fine. Commercial for Come that's fine. Brews. No, well, uh, we, we got also Catan and Small World, and we do a mini uh, beer corner every episode. Well. Where we'll talk about what beer we're drinking, and most of the time I just happen to have something from Sun King. So yeah, fair enough. Yeah, so I'm not really worried about it. So. Most people know me as Taylor. Yeah. So the ultimate dream is open arm brewery, short term short term goals. We sure, are wanting to go ages. brewing school. Oh, brewing school is the real short term. We want to get some yeah. education. We want to become. Assistant breweries that have a production brewery. Well, I speak for myself, I guess. I, that's what I wrote on my application. You know, <laughs> and this is just this home brewing is kind of a fun way to actually get a little bit more experience, familiarize ourselves with the ingredients that we go into. As I said before, you know, you don't really know if you like something until you really try it out. Yeah. Hops, malts, different styles of beer as well. So. We're kind of viewing this as a test run for absolutely something bigger, we, hopefully as well. So. We probably screw around a little bit more than we should. I mean, <laughs> a little bit. It's but the Sunday. I mean, I work six I days know. a week, so this is my seventh day week. Yeah, work. so normally I don't want to do a damn thing. Yeah. yeah, it's a good thing too, though, because you know it is. We're not selling this stuff, obviously. We're doing it for our own consumption, for our own entertainment, to a degree. So, That's why you've had like three halves of the Christmas beer right? because we just kind of drink it, man. Yeah, pop that stuff. <laughs> yeah, we're actually you know trying to get into the kegging too, which is one of the ventures that we're just breaching right now. Like a few weeks ago, we kegged our stuff, I think. Yeah, when when that keg is empty, we'll keg something else. So, you know, that's another thing we're trying to get into. We're just trying to learn. Each time we do it, I think we learn a little bit. But David, more. you haven't pr- professed yourself as like an avowed brewer or some shit. Why did you start working for Sun King? I liked beer. Really? Yeah. And you knew Andrew. I, I knew Andrew. I needed a second job. I liked beer. So, yeah, that's that's basically it. Okay. No really... Rightfully so. Huh? I mean, that's all the more reason to do it, I guess. Yeah. You know? 
No bigger motive. Ultra I mean, bigger motive. I would like to start learning more, and you know, the more I learn, maybe eventually start brewing. Um, I know she was thinking about getting me a little starter kit or whatever to play around with a little bit, but and you know, those are fun. But then again, all grain is really where it's at, in yeah. my opinion. Like that's you have the most control; you can do anything and everything you want. We'll there are make a, well, no if, restrictions, you know. If you want to, if you want to come again, we'll always. We didn't see as much as like how we do things yeah. today, but next time. I don't know. I think I saw quite a bit, but yeah. not clearly, obviously, not an, as much as I could have. But I'll, uh, I'll give, I'll throw in my own like you know two cents into it for you okay. and anyone else that is wanting to get into brewing. Yeah. Two peach cents uh, here. Yeah, two, <laughs> two peaches. Two peaches. I'm throwing in here, uh, but it. You, Doing the starter kit is a good, is a good direction. Yeah. And you can do the grains with a starter kit. You don't have to use the extract. Yeah. Um, in fact, would I recommend doing the grains first? Yes, because you get a better understanding of the whole process. Whereas with the extracts, you're just really just dumping it into the okay, water. Okay, gotcha. And just taking it from there. Gotcha. Uh, coming, th I'm also coming from experience because I started with me and my father, we, uh, or my father and I, with uh, one and a half gallon starter batches, basically. But we used grain. We, uh, the reason why is because we went to uh, one of the, uh, uh, went to Cartel, which is, it was an elaborate but they changed store. Did they change names again? They, they changed their name a while back, but we still call them Cartel, because that's <laughs> okay. what we know them from. They're now called And they've Brewing. got some, some, Brewing. Kickstarter, some Kickstarter shit going on, too. Uh, yeah, which is not a, it's not a bad thing. Yeah, no, 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 no. Anyways, but uh, they actually, every Saturday, they allow the public to come in and actually watch them brew. So oh, nice. So we went in there, and we learned a little bit about, about brewing, and we bought a star kit from them, and we started brewing with them. Or oh, basically brewing from that. Uh, that's kind of how we went from basically one and a half to three to five gallons as we started buying more equipment. So it's completely doable. And the nice thing about a one-gallon batch is that you can do it on your stove. Yeah. Basically. Um, and take it from there. So it's don't not to be intimidated by should, should, should I do a five-gallon or should I do a one-gallon. There's really no difference. It's less grain. Yeah, and Beersmith allows you to actually put in the grain and say I'm doing a one gallon batch, and it tells you exactly how much. Completely adjusts it. Yeah, I'll do a little origin story too, since you gave. Um, when I was in college, uh, well, a good friend of mine from high school, his name is Wes, uh, was really into brewing, even more than I was, and I always wanted to do it, but never had the resources, so on and so forth. Well, Wes kind of approached me and said he was doing it, and he was always looking at homebrewing forums on Reddit. Mm -hmm. um, actually, Reddit homebrewing is one of the best forums that I have looked at at all. And um, he started looking up clones. I remember we did the Sierra Nevada Pale Ale clone. We did clones of, I think, a zombie duster. Mm -hmm. I don't even really remember. Nothing all that interesting. But he would have, like, six or seven people over, and I just always got way too drunk to really pay attention to what was going on. So, like, I said that I brewed, and I, and I did help him. There, was, there were two times in particular where I did a lot of work. But, you know, every other time I just got drunk and was, like, you know, had a good time while we were brewing and took some pictures and shit. And so when I finally met Joel and we started talking to work about brewing is when I finally have gotten interested in it. So it's really been this year when this has been as big of a deal to me as it is. And... I mentioned this Whatever. before. I mentioned this before is that brewing is like 
and yeah, and filled it. A batch of cookies. Mm. When you first bake a batch of cookies, you know, either a you buy the batch that the, the dough that's already pre-made, you just put it on a little sheet. Pre-sliced. Yeah, you put it in there, and that's kind of how a- extract is. Okay, gotcha. You get the you get the general idea of the basic steps of brewing, but mm. then you go from that to doing the grains, which is then buying the ingredients to make the dough, and then doing it yourself, basically nice. from scratch. Oh, yeah. So I'm not against using extract. I think it's a good starting point. Uh, once you, but it, it's also baby steps with brewing. You're you're basically just understanding the first steps, and then you can get into the whole chemistry aspect of actually measuring the general gravity, and so that you can make a beer that's consistent. And it's something you could very easily very easily do on your own, but mm. I would definitely recommend doing it with someone else. Actually, on that note, that's how I started brewing. I did it all by myself. I had, well. Okay, my girlfriend and my mother were there. <laughs> but when it came to actually wanting to do it, I didn't really have friends that were interested in helping. They were interested in coming over and drinking, so it was kind of the opposite of yours, Ben. You know, yeah. I was the one doing literally everything, and my friends were there eating my hot dogs and drinking my beer, you know? And since I've had a group of friends to actually do it with and bounce ideas off of, it's become so much more enjoyable and relaxed, and we, our knowledge, I think, collectively well, it helps has that grown. we all work at multiple that's very true so i mean we kind of get that shared knowledge from both the places we work and from one another from different experiences on home brewing and professional as well yeah you know that's actually something that i find kind of funny with a kind of epic show we all ever uh all except for gabriel we all work at breweries um well uh of course Andrew works at Books and Brews and Sun King. I work at Sun King. By the way, Chance Andrew we... is like the fucking patron saint of all this. He got me hired yeah. and helped get Joel That's hired. Right. Oh, well, nice. He's really, I mean, it's his hiring. We all are. He got me hired yeah, at Sun King. Andrew. 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 That's right. Uh, Peaches, he did nothing for you. We're, I know. I, I, I used to uh, guys. Chance works at Toyard. Part of his coaching tree, actually. Yeah. He would uh, appreciate that. Chance works at Toyard, and then David Gilman uh, works at uh, New Day. New Day Meadery. Oh, really? Yeah. Very so. cool. Oh, yes, sir. So it's just an odd combination of people. Is it time for Irish Moss? Did you want to? You want Sorry, to we're, we're actively working yeah. right now, too. Yeah, yeah, I don't know yeah. if you guys have but gathered that through all this right stopping now, and pausing, but they're actually doing yeah, it as we've out. talked for the yeah. past hour. Yeah, so, I mean, we just had our Irish Moss. Yeah. For those at home who know that it is, it's a fighting agent. We broke the Grind Heights Capote right there. Uh, I don't... Think technically, this is not necessarily an ingredient. It's a fining agent to kind of clarify the beer, but yeah, because you know we don't want our beers to be that muddy. No, <coughs> not too much at least. So if somebody, say somebody in the Indianapolis area, wanted to try your beer, how like could my, they? Like my beer? Yeah, like the stuff you guys are doing. Like, like now. Ben Ulrich's beer. You can email me benulrich at gmail I'll fucking give you a beer, man. I'm, that's fine. Right on. We cannot sell beer. Let that be known right now. Yeah, yeah. No, it is illegal for us to sell home Yeah, we're not blue leggers. the flame yeah. on this? You know, I will be right back. I'm going to go help him relight well, the flame. We're, we're wrapping up, so if somebody wanted to follow you on social media, how could they do so? Uh, I am Joel L. Fiddler on Facebook. I don't really do Twitter or anything. I'm also on Untapped. If anybody wants to get to me on Untapped, it's uh, Joel Fiddler, I think. I'm friends with David West on Untapped, so if you find him, you find me. <laughs> Right on. I haven't tweeted in two years, but um, I'm at Ben Ulrich. That's Ben U L L R I C H, and you can find me on Untapped. Also, it's Ben Ulrich. And if you send me an email, Ben Ulrich at gmail.com, I will give you. We 
I'll meet up with you and give you a beer. Oh, that sounds good. I'll bring peaches with me, though. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, you know, if this takes off, you might want to start using your Twitter again. Yeah, I know. I just... Social media will start to become a thing. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm aware of how this all works. Okay. I did right it when I, when I had my old podcast. I did it. So, okay, yeah. right on. Uh, and how about you, Peaches? Uh, the social media? Yeah. Oh, uh, I'm practically a hermit. I don't have any. Yeah, he's media. an enigma. He plays okay. board games and doesn't have a last name. So. All right, right on. Yeah. Um, they practically found me on the street. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm David West, and of course you can find me at kindofepicshow.com as well as David West at kindofepic show.com for my email also um, on twitter david west underscore k-o-e-s and that concludes beer corner All right. thank you for having us Th- yeah thank you david yeah no problem thank you, yep. well, thank you guys for uh, filling up an hour do you allow nudity on the show? Yes. <laughs> Good, because I was pantless okay. this whole time. Yeah, so. Joel okay. hasn't been wearing clothes. He bruised naked. Yeah, mental image for everybody at home. You yeah. guys You're both heard You're the welcome. Wyatt shit story, right? Yes, I did. Because I just about Do you want to share that? My mind. Yeah, you want to share that, that as a closer? Yeah, we'll epilogue. Wyatt Sickback? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Nice. Yep. Oh, you, wait, yeah. should we say his last name on the air? No, we'll just call no, him Wyatt. Well, yeah. Ryan Sickback? No. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. It's recording. Okay, cool. So this guy we work with, it's not. Hold on. <coughs> uh, we'll call him Deep Throat. For, no, this guy uh, we work at. Sun, no, this guy we work with at Sun King. His name's White. I went to high school with him. Or that too. Um, he does not he, poop like a normal person. So he told me he told me the story because we were talking about pooping at work. He said he had to take a shit. I'm like, oh yeah, go take a shit. We've got like private bathrooms at Sun King. It's a, right, it's nice. Shower. However, Wyatt will only shit while completely naked. <laughs> he he won't you know he has to shit at his home or in a hotel room or something like that with no clothing on whatsoever. And I pressed him for details because I'm like, that's not normal. Like you can't right. just that's only crazy. shit completely naked. And I'm like, what about like you're driving through Tennessee or Knoxville? You gotta stop at a truck stop. He'll at least take his shirt off um, to take a shit. In order, it's a comfort thing. He said one time he was stretching out. You know, he had, like, a cramp in his, like, his thigh area while he was shitting, and his pants, like, restricted him because they were down around his ankle. So he decided from that point on, he was no longer – I guess he was already not wearing a shirt. Like, I don't know how he got the shirt off. But from that point on, he He's was He's a sweaty just, pooper. Yeah. It's the most disgusting thing I've ever. Wyatt is not like a. He's not a normal he's person. A, he's probably he? a here sweet man, too. Yeah. Like, he's going to be covered in body hair, very bearded. Yeah. You know, I had a. We're just talking about poop. Yeah, talking about people. We're talking about poop. Yeah. You know. <laughs> poop well, talk with uh, David I, West. Well, I, I think that wraps things up here. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think that about covers it, guys. All right. Um, well, thank you again. No problem. David. I'm going to I'm gonna hit the space bar and hit stop. All right, cool. I agree. You might want to edit out some of the time between the, be- the end and the beginning. Hey listeners, this is Micus, creator of the kind of epic theme song, Zombie Kids. If you're interested in finding out more about my music, you can check me out at micusmusic.com. Also, I am on iTunes, Facebook, and SoundCloud. You can look me up as Micus Music, and that's M-I-K-U-S, 
and you know the rest. All right, peace out, everyone. Keep listening.